D-A-K-I-C-K-B-A-C-K. Another episode of The Kickback with Sabrina, Sharika, and E.B. Sit back, relax, and vibe. Welcome to the kickback, you guys. I know this is strange. You don't usually hear my voice at the top of the episode, but there's a special reason for that that actually Sharika and I don't know. Evie is a no-call, no-show, and you know we always hype Evie up. Evie is our boy. Evie has never let us down, but today of all days, the day I have to be on video, you guys know how I feel about being on video. I don't love it, but I do it once a month for Sharika and Evie. And now that Evie's not here, I'm like, so half of the episode, do I just shut my video off to like make it fair since I do it for for two people? But uh, yeah, so that's why we're here. We don't know where he's at. I'm sure next week he'll come and give us a mighty excuse or reason. Uh, Obviously, we pray that he's not in any kind of danger or not hurt anywhere. And if he is, then these words are out there forever for me to eat. And I do take them back. But I'm assuming he's fine and something just came up. But uh, we're just going to move forward with our temp check. You guys know how I feel. I'm excited for a really special reason that we'll get into soon. But I'm also slightly annoyed with Evie. It's like, Evie, come on. We waited for you for almost 20 minutes. And you know what they say about time. Time is money. Time and money. I think I just said last episode, Sharika, did I not, that there's two things I don't play about, and it's my time and it's my money. (laughs) So there you go. I'm a little bit annoyed, but I'm also very excited, so the annoyance will fade quickly. Uh, I do have a song today to describe my temperature, and I pulled up the lyrics, even though most of you will know it, but I don't want to assume that because something else we've talked about today is Children don't listen to the kickback. The kickback is not exactly for children. Those of you who have been with us from the beginning and heard what I said about uh, former First Lady Melania know that this is not a space for children. Shout out to her. I hope she is still being best. But this song that I have is actually a children's song. Um, This is from Dora the Explorer, and this is the travel song medley. Come on, Vominos. Everybody, let's go. Come on. Let's get to it. I know that we can do it. So she's obviously talking about going to different places and traveling. And if you look at the lyrics, I guess one of her friend's trucks got stuck in the mud and she was like, come on, let's go help our friend. But that is just applicable to how I feel about life right now. Me and Sharika and age. Well, we haven't talked about the special guest and I almost gave it away that Sharika and myself and our special guest are really into like having a healthy lifestyle and well-being. And Sharika and I have been working out together. So I feel like, Come on, Vominos, when it comes to my health. I feel like, come on, Vominos, when it comes to my co-host, EB. It's like, where you at? Let's go. Let's get to it. We can do it. I just feel like, come on, Vominos, this summer, this will be the first summer of my life in like 12 years where I am not spending the majority of it away from home and, and not at a camp. So I'm very excited about what the summer adventures have for me. I just feel like life in general, I'm like, let's get to it. I know that we can do it. Come on, Vominos. Sharika, how are you feeling today? I feel nervous, but I feel great. I feel excited because AJ, just that little pre-conversation, I'm I'm already here for it. I've only got the pleasure of meeting him once before, so I'm just excited to get to know more about him. I am excited just about life because life is great and I have zero complaints. I'm concerned. Because I'm like, where's my friend? I just want to make sure he's okay. And, um, you know, I'm happy about life and work. You know, I just 
have been trying to focus on gratitude in my life lately. Mm. Cause you know, I, you know, there's times Sabrina always calls me a camera. She talks about all these positive attributes about me, which is a lovely thing. And I'm grateful for such a good friend that sees the best in you. But sometimes I'd be seeing the worst in myself and I'd be like, I'm negative because sometimes everything be getting on my nerves and so does everybody. But I've been trying to focus on gratitude lately and it has been working. It has been helping me to be a more positive state. So that is my tip. And I have a song. I don't really know all the lyrics to the song, but I'm just going to, it's from, uh, from Buffalo Springfield. I don't know who these people are. I just know the, the chorus and that's all that's been in my mind. And the chorus goes as such, Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. I don't know what's going down. And that's all that's been on my mind. A song. Hey, now. I never knew who's Buffalo Springfield. I don't know either, but I just Googled them. I'm like, who sings that song? Because that was all that's going on in my mind. So that's my temp. I know we're going to do an official uh, introduction, but AJ, do you want to share your temp with us? How you're doing, how you're feeling, what your life is like? You know, just a brief little, you know, one, two about yourself. Sure. I'm very happy to. So it is 72 and sunny here. Woo! Yes. My favorite temperature, my favorite weather pattern. There's a couple of clouds in the sky, but honestly, I love a couple of clouds. I think it adds character and dynamic. Amen. Um, you know, I, a cloudless sky, it's blue, but speckling a couple of clouds, it adds some depth. Um, yeah, and I'm, if I had to pick a song lyric to describe me, I would say summertime and the living is easy. Okay. Love it. You know, yes. these past couple, I would say that things have been going a little bit too long. Although I will say people are back from spring break officially today <laughs> and they were handing out stuff. They're like, I'm back. <laughs> get to work now <laughs> but that's okay we had a good couple of weeks while it lasted and in a couple of more weeks we'll have another couple of weeks with a couple of downtimes and the roller coaster continues that is right that's life for you i like the i like that you said that yeah, a, bl- a blue sky's a little basic. We need a little cloud here and there to, you know, chill the sun sometimes because it be getting a little hot. You need a little cloud in the sky. I like that. You're right about that, AJ. I appreciate it. So we're going to move on into getting to know AJ a little bit more and the reason why we brought him on the podcast. So he is specially invited by us, but particularly Sabrina, because she's known him for such a long time. So she's going to introduce us to her friend, AJ, Sabrina, take it away. Absolutely. AJ is definitely more than a friend to me. AJ is family. We have known, I've, I've known you for over half my life. I feel like that's accurate. Like we, I remember meeting you in middle school in band, Red Oak, in middle school, like that was seventh grade or it was seventh grade, right? Yeah, we've ah. known each other for 21 years. Yeah, 21 years, and I'm about to be 34, and 
he is one of the most incredible people I know inside and out. If you want somebody who's going to be genuine, genuine, authentic, fun, funny, he's going to push you to be better. And you just, you can be yourself. You're going to get his full self. What you see is what you get. And I just, I love AJ. I remember connecting with him in middle school and we were thick as thieves throughout high school and in college now. In our college years, there was one point where AJ was not with us. And we're going to get into that. And that is why he's on the podcast today, because AJ went to live abroad, which is incredible and which is honestly something that excites me when I think about it, but not something I feel like I could ever do. Uh, So I'm very excited to get into that. Those of you who are with us on video today, you'll see behind him all his degrees. And I briefly talked about it, that AJ is a very intelligent man and not with the type of intelligence that lords it over you, but that really enhances his life and the lives of those around him. So I can't wait to hear more about the knowledge that he's going to share with us today and just the fun that we're going to have. So AJ, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. AJ, we've been friends for a long time. You were in my wedding. Did you even know I had a podcast? <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, okay. um, I, I will tell you a little, a little secret. When you first started, you you told me that your demographic was not um, m- me. <laughs> um, <laughs> you first were targeting um, not me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I don't know when you opened it up to um, white people, but. <laughs> But glad we're getting some diversity up in here. <laughs> hey, let me just say, let me just put this out there. One, I'm slightly distracted because my phone notified me and EB text us. And now I feel like Sharika, I'm nervous to read it because I'm like, what if he wasn't okay? And I was talking trash. So I pray that he was okay. So Sharika, can you check the text and just give us a thumbs yes. up or something? E- okay. EB is okay. Okay, good, good, good. The text reports that he was in jury duty. And I guess maybe they just released them. Hopefully he didn't get on a, a case or anything. I don't know. So uh, you might see him popping up in here. Who knows? You know? Praise God. Um, so that's the one. So the two is that our podcast started in the height of Black Lives Matter. And just a lot of the things we were talking about, I mean, hey. Like I said in a couple of podcasts ago, we were root- I was rooting for everybody Black, and I was coming for, you know, other people. And I was honest with my friend about that. But that being said, AJ, I want to just say forgive me because from the beginning, people from all backgrounds and races and everything have been able to listen. Now, were they able to receive what we were talking about? I don't know. And honestly, some of them, especially the hardcore Trumpers, I could care less. If you don't like it, turn it off because this is our space. We're going to say what we want to say. And I probably talked to you about at that time and where I was working in that community, there were a lot of people that this podcast was not going to be for. And I did not mince words when it came to that. But AJ, you can always listen. I shouted you out. Everybody knows you're the reason I got my new job. I was like, it was my friend AJ. He told me years ago, let that where you're at now, let it go, Sabrina. You can do that as a hobby. And, uh, yeah, I owe AJ a lot, a lot, and I love you to death, and um, I'm glad that you're with us, and you're invited. We used to have a segment called uh, Who's Invited to the Cookout, and I think, Sharika, you've invited white, have you? Now that I think about it. 
Girl, we've had white special guests. We've had white special guests. Wait, wait, I do want to say what? AJ, <laughs> it was it was more for it wasn't actual people that we knew. It was more like celebrity or people doing things out in the community. So it wasn't like literally people we knew. So first of all, I was shocked and shook when she, she you just said that she told you this was not for you. I was like, no, she didn't. Why would this not be for AJ? But then when she said the context, okay, I hear. But I feel like still, it's, this is for everyone. <laughs> like you said, some may receive, some may not. I don't think the Trumpers are here, but maybe they are. Who knows? I don't know. But we, we do talk about everything. And I would say to EB's point, like it is important to hear different sides of things. Even me, I will listen to super conservative news sometimes, super conservative podcasts, because I like to get the full circle. And I have friends who are Trumpers, you know, like I'm just being real. So I don't want to shun anybody. But with AJ, I am just like I am with my family. And I was probably just talking trash talking off the cuff and was like, this might not be for you, <laughs> like, but it oh. is for you. And I love you friend. And I'm happy it's to have fair. you here. EB, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm going to call myself out and say, I did talk trash and Sharika was very concerned. I told her you weren't in a car accident, but I was like, he's not in a car accident. I don't know where he is. I'm not going to waste the energy thinking about it, but I know he's fine. I knew you were fine. <laughs> That's all I got to say. I am fine, I think. <laughs> Wait, did they select you? I did not get selected. So, oh, yeah. hey, AJ, I'm sorry. Um, if you, most hey, times, baby. and I would say most times, if you ask Sharika and Sabrina, we try to always be on time, and time is something that is very precious to me. But today was my, EB's, first time ever getting a summons for jury duty. So it was a new experience to me. Um, for those of you who listen to the kickback and you follow my IG, you can watch some of my Instagram story where you can see people who sat next to me where there's a million empty seats. You can see my lovely black folks who walked in there with dirty socks and slides and hair bonnets on who just didn't care about their civil their civic duty so i don't know what we even at so far but my tip check is right now is terrible because i'm just like we as a community we as a body of people we have to do better and my temperature is horrible whatever is horrible in your book that's what i'm feeling i'm at like this i don't know i'll say 62 degrees Wind is freezing. There's no heat in the home. There's no charcoal or wood to, to be there for the people. There's no thick blankets. Everything that's miserable is how I'm feeling. And literally, I'm not even gonna lie. I knew we was recording today because we talked about some of the stuff that we'll be recording for today. And then I'm just seeing all these text messages and this other stuff that's going on and more so of humor. But yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm sorry for having you guys waiting. And now you guys who aren't even here with us, while we're recording this, you're like, we wasn't waiting. I just hit play on the podcast and I was here on time for me. But yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, yeah, that's all I got. But, right now. Okay, question, Evie. And this is can be for AJ and Shruka. Do we as a people have to do better? Why can't we be mediocre sometimes? Why can't we come in with the bonnet and that be on them as an individual person? Whoever came in with the dirty socks doesn't represent me because my socks are clean. You can go check right now. AJ, I have AJ. When January 6th happened, did you as a white person feel like, oh no, they're making us look bad? <laughs> he looked at a lot of As a white man, did you feel like they're making me look bad? I'm curious. Which we am I representing here? <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so <laughs> I represent a lot of we's. Um, it, it, well, it depends on which demographic I was speaking to at the time, but yeah, I was like, not again, y'all. Y'all got to get y'all to act, act together. Um, <laughs> but no. There. Uh, no, and I've had some hard conversations with my family. And, you know, you've got to have the hard conversations. Like, for example, you know, in Rocky Mount, and I can speak about this um, with Sabrina because she's from there. But when they took down um, the Confederate statues in the parks, um, my mother just, she didn't understand and I tried to reframe this in a context that was outside of the United States and I was like think about going to Russia and seeing statues of Stalin or Lenin or going to Germany and seeing statues of Hitler would you feel comfortable seeing these statues up everywhere knowing what they represent and she's like no and i was like that's what these are Aww. but not for us because we were on their side Aww. but it's that for the black people it's that for the people of color even the people who whose generations came here after slavery ended it, slavery wasn't the end of the oppression okay in a lot of cases that's what kicked it off. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's some good stuff. That's definitely a unique perspective. Um, one, because I've never heard it articulated that way of putting a person in the shoe of, in the best way, if you were part of just seeing history from a different lens, right? Because sometimes you try to tell people, think about it, if you were a an individual who grew up during segregation, Jim Crow, slavery, like, what would you feel? And for some people, they can't connect that because they feel so polar opposite to that individual. But then for some people, what people who might look like them, whether it be just because of skin pigmentation, you're like, if you were in Russia or if you were in Germany, you know, these are people who kind of look like you. And some people might even have that history or heritage of saying, that is where my grandparents are from. That is where my great grandparents are from, where there is a lineage, especially when I think of people who, not specifically from Germany, but just Europe as a whole. When you think of Hitler, a lot of people who we know here in America, their ties come from that continent. And so they have that, I guess, that sense of ownership or that sense of connection of saying no, like, because my grandparents told me stories of how it was for them, or my great grandparents, they lived through that. And our family has a history or a connection to those massacres or to those genocides or to those, I guess you could say killings. So now thank you for that, AJ. That's a unique perspective. Um, I think part of it was because Sabrina and Sharika and I, we've talked at length at times when certain individuals do things, why is this an attack towards a specific community? And at times, like us, all three of us being uh, black or people from African descent, it's like, no, just because, and we'll just use the example, just because Will Smith did something, that doesn't affect the black community. That was Will Smith and his doing um, with his actions. But for some people, it's like, come on, black people, we gotta do better. Like black people can't ever have nice things or black people can't ever act civilized in public. Like why couldn't this be something that happened in the hallway or at an after party? Why is this on live television in front of everyone? which is also crazy yeah that is crazy (laughs) to your point eb you said you know the the people of color who came in for jury duty with their bonnet and their dirty socks they should do better 
that sentiment I agree with, but I would just say anybody, any race, don't do Come on now. Respect. Now, it was some other people with t-shirts, basketball shorts, but like no disrespect, AJ, but I, they, they, those ain't my people. I ain't care nothing about it at the time. I was just like, they got to do what they got to do. Or maybe like some of them literally, one of the person sitting next to me, he was like, I, well, not next to me, he was across from me. He was like, I dress like this so they don't pick me. Oh, and I'm like, hey, he came with a strategy. So I need to come in with a jersey next time. <laughs> I need to come in with shirt. a jersey. Just don't even put a shirt on. Just show up. <laughs> I was just curious if AJ had been sitting there and some of the white people came in like, I'm going to, you know, and you know how we are on the podcast. We just say it how it is. I'm going to call them if they came in like the Walmart whites, you know, the ones that you see in the memes. <laughs> would AJ in his heart been like, man, <laughs> or would he be like, that's them? And AJ said that, you know, for white people, they sometimes internalize it just as much as we do. So thank you for sharing that, because I thought it was just us. Um, well, I, I don't know that I internalize it in the sense of you represent white people, but I, rep, I internalize it more as, why are you so disgusting? <laughs> and like, it's kind of it's kind of like you know you want to pick on other people for being trashy but yet you're the trash Mm. make yourself you know and on that note we'll just slide right into our hot hot topics uh we do want to say evie we're so glad that you're okay and um even when i was talking trash i did say evie's a man that we respect and he's he always honors our time so i'm sure there's a very good reason uh but we also have a very good reason why aj is with us today i love that he just dove in with us from everything from dirty socks and bonnets to january 6th and everything in between but my song today with evie was uh, the travel song medley from dora the explorer and i'm talking to two men really who have it traveled the world extensively and who really value that. And AJ particularly didn't just go somewhere and say, this is nice and I'm going home. He stayed there for years and he learned their language. And we want to dive into that today because AJ studied abroad. He studied abroad in Germany and he is a he speaks two languages. He's fluent in German. So uh, we're going to dive into that today. And I'll start with the first question for you, AJ. And it kind of comes out of my own like curiosity of what I would do, because I don't think I would have been able, not at your age, take. I don't think I would have been able to take the step to live somewhere else for years. So what were your fears or hesitation leading into the process? And how did you overcome them? Um, I think we should set the stage a little bit for when this occurred. So this was my third year at East Carolina University, junior year. It was, I mean, I didn't graduate in four years. Um, Go congratulations. Um, yeah, thank you. Go Pirates. Arg. Um, so um, it was my third year, what was supposed to be my junior year, but was my second sophomore year. Um, and I was, I had just turned 21. So I turned 21 in July. I left the last week of August. So a month later, I only intended to go for 11 months. And what was the question now that we've set the stage? 
for when this occurred in my lifetime. Uh, did you have fears or hesitations and how did you overcome them? Um, I did have some fears and hesitations. I mean, mostly because I had never been really outside of North Carolina for more than a couple of days at a time. I grew up with very little money. Um, some would say that I was poor. I didn't really know that I was poor. My mother reminds me of that now that I'm older and understand what money is. Um, but so we didn't really have opportunities to travel. But just having the opportunity to go anywhere was amazing. Having the opportunity to go to another country was even more amazing. Um, I was offered a scholarship, so I didn't go completely for free, and that really incentivized me to want to go and to want to work harder at going. There was a partnership between the University of North Carolina system and the Baden-Württemberg state where I stayed. So there are 16 states in Germany, um, just like there are 50 states here, and there was a partnership between the state where I went. I was very hesitant at first when I was making the plans because I was like, you know, I've, I didn't even want to go more than an hour away from home because, you know, I was going to college. Now I'm talking about going all the way overseas. How the heck am I going to get home if anything goes wrong? Um, this was before people had, uh, this was before iPhones were invented. So you've got to think we were dealing with those hit, um, you know, six, two times and then hit six, three times to even say hi um, or whatever, whatever it was. Um, and so I was just really thinking about how am I going to communicate when I'm there? I didn't really have the language down either. So I was like, you know, I know that they speak English, but do they really speak English? And when I got there, I realized college students will for the most part, if you go see any professionals and professionals, I'm talking about like to doctors or if you go see attorneys for anything, like if you need to get your visa stuff filled out or go to the bank, you'll run into people who speak English. But if you go places like to restaurants or bakeries or places that you're going to go more routinely than to the bank or to doctor's offices and stuff, it's really hit or miss the English. And so you really have to have your language skills down. And if you're going to bars, um, you know, you've also got to think about, can you, <laughs> what's safety like there? Because your inhibitions are going to be even lower if you're drinking. It, is it safe to be drinking, not speaking the language, going out at night in a strange city, in a strange country, not knowing any of the people and all those things. But those were things that I just had to overcome because I knew that this was something that the opportunity wasn't gonna come again. Mm. Take it now or never take it. Mm. Mm, definitely, hey, that's a definitely a tidbit, y'all. The opportunity won't always come, take it now. Take yeah. it now. So I do have a question for you, AJ. Like, so I'm just thinking for myself personally, right? Germany is not a spot that I say, hey, I look to my wife, Judith, and they say, let's go to Germany. When I think of Europe at times, I think of Italy, I think of Greece, 
I even think of Spain a little bit and I think of France, France only because I have family there, but there's nothing really like outside of the Eiffel Tower and I guess the Louvre Museum, there's nothing like, hey, I need to go to France. If somebody is saying Germany is on their short list, what's one or two things you would say, this is why you should go to Germany or this is why you should come visit? I mean, where do we begin? Um, so I, I lived in two different cities. Um, and let's start with the two cities I lived in. Freiburg was the first place. Freiburg is, let's think of Germany as kind of a rectangle. It's not really a perfect rectangle, but let's say it is. And from your perspective, Freiburg's kind of down here where Germany meets France and Switzerland. And so you're thinking about the relativity to other countries as well. Um, easy travel, you've got the Black Forest that's there, you've got um, the, the Black Forest is also known for cuckoo clocks um, and beautiful scenery, castles, um, castle ruins everywhere. I mean, Germany's really a country full of old, old, old castles. And if nothing else, you just see um, where there used to be castles built. Um, in Freiburg, it's a very, very old city. It was built, it's, they started building that city around like 900. AD and it's continued to be built. The university was founded in like 1200 or 1300 something. And it's one of the oldest universities in Europe. Um, and so it's just gorgeous. The, the church there is beautiful. The university is beautiful. And then outside of there, it's, I don't know, I just found it absolutely beautiful. I would move back to Freiburg in a heartbeat if I could, but my life's here. Um, then I moved up to Mannheim, which is very close to Mannheim itself. Uh, I, I loved living there, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend going there for vacation. It's close to Frankfurt, if you've ever heard of Frankfurt. It's closed, um, but where I would recommend going in the area is to Heidelberg, which is famous for the um, castle, the Heidelberg, Heidelberger Schloss is what it's called, the big, beautiful castle on the hill um, in the old university, old city. But even not talking about the old stuff, if we're going for things that are outside just what can you look at, I like the food. I wouldn't even say the German food. Let's get the German food. Let's go for the Turkish food. Um, so the German food is really just very meat heavy, but it's just kind of salty meat. Like there's not a whole lot of flavor going on there. So if you don't, if you don't mind just like salty meat and boiled cabbage and potatoes, you're good but I'm not a huge fan of that. But I will eat dinner and I'll eat a kebab every single day of my life if I could. So you've got to think Turkish food is to the Germans kind of what um, Tex-Mex is to the Americans. It's just everywhere. Mm. Interesting. That's an interesting fact. I never knew that. Thank you for that. Yes. After the Second World War, to give you a little bit of perspective, after the Second World War, 
um, the German population was depleted, especially the, the male population, and they needed to rebuild their countries. So they got these um, loner, loner people from other countries like Italy and um, Turkey to come to Germany to rebuild the country. And, you know, when a couple of people come, then they want to bring their families and then they want to bring their families and then they want to bring theirs. And then, you know, suddenly there's a huge Turkish population. That is very interesting. I have mm -hmm. a question, but before I have a, my question, I have another question. So oh I know you said you initially went for, were planning for 11 months. How long did you end up staying in total? So I left in August of 2009 and I returned December, 2013. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So, yeah. um, Man, I just have, I just, now I'm like, I have, my mind is like completely no, I blown. I left in August 2008, sorry. I got my years wrong. August 2008, and I returned December 2013. So I was there five and a half years. That is amazing, insane, crazy, fun, all the things. Like, I, I can't even imagine. Um, but coming from America, this is your home. You said you didn't even like to leave leave too far from where you're from so with that perspective going to another country like you know there's going to be differences but like what was like something that you didn't even anticipate like I'll just a little bit sort of me nothing I know this isn't about me but like I went to England I thought it was going to be like uh uh England America with a British accent that's literally what I thought got there totally was surprised one thing I didn't expect was like, they don't really use ice in like a lot of their drinks. They don't put ice in their drinks. So like, what is something like when you went there, like you, I know you knew it was gonna be different, but it's like, wow, I didn't ex expect this or just something that like was really surprising to you that you didn't really realize that you were gonna experience. Um, I was very shocked at how just how well planned their public transportation system was. I could get anywhere I wanted to go by train, tram, or bus. Um, and it wasn't very expensive either. I know the Germans will complain about how expensive it was. I was like, y'all, we don't even have this. So shut your mouth. Um, Another thing that I was really shocked about was as long as I was living and working there, which I I did, I had a job. My job was being a student for the first year because they consider being a university student as employment. Um, and then after I graduated as far as they were concerned I graduated after that first year because I could not stay on with a student visa it this was all bureaucracy I couldn't stay on with a student visa but I could stay on with a a worker's visa for the remaining time so I had to get a job 
And as an employee, I also had to have insurance. So I had to have two major surgeries when I was there. And I didn't really pay that much in premiums. I had private insurance because I couldn't get on to the, the German um, insurance. I had waived that. I didn't want to do it. Um, and I thought the premiums were pretty fair. But when I went in for my surgery, I was really surprised when they sent me a $0 bill. I was like, no copay? <laughs> like, like, there's no out-of-pocket expense here? Um, just how well-planned their social network is. Um, just things that I wish that I could get people here to really understand that it is doable. But the difference is, is that we have to want it and we all have to work towards it. Because in the German system, just to give you a little bit different perspective, the German system is not set up that you either go to university or you do nothing, which is kind of what the American system is set up for. Like, there's not a lot of opportunities if you don't go pursue something beyond high school here. And that's really a failure on our behalf. Um, there, if you finish high school, you can get vocational trainings at an employer. Uh, it's normally a two to three year project. You're paid because you're an employee, but you're also working towards a degree there, let's say in like masonry or something, and you actually leave with a diploma. Um, and you, you just feel more valued and you're paid more fairly because you are actually trained in a vocation versus here where you're trained on a job. Mm. You know? And so there, let's say, I don't really know exactly how much people make, but teachers, for example, will make like 60 to 70,000 euros a year, which is double what teachers make here in the United States. Definitely is. Yeah. Wow. They're paid fairly for the work that they do. And doctors will make significantly less. But they also didn't pay a dime to go to college. So in return, they have no student loan debt. Mm. So there's just a lot of social support in Germany that we don't get here in the United States. Absolutely. And I, I covet that for our country. I know a couple of episodes ago, I said I have a dream that my children can be mediocre and it won't matter. But my other dream is that we can have what they have going on because that is part of Germany's reputation that I don't hear about. You know, you live there and I'm glad that you can share it and change it for people like me who aren't as um, a not in the know or knowledgeable about things like that with Germany. Because I know for me in my mind, when I think about Germany, I think about the other reputation that Germany has. And I'm curious what their culture's response is to Hitler's actions and how it kind of sullied the country's image and how are Americans received? 
Um, that's a fair question, but I think it's a very hard question to answer because I'm going to put this into the perspective of kind of the American people here. How do white people respond to slavery, for example? How many camps do you have? You've got the camp over here that's like, get over it. Then you've got the camp over here that's like, we need to um, pay all these restitutions. And then you've got everything in between. It's the same thing for the German people, but the difference is, is that you've still got people alive who live through it. So you've got the people who are like, been there, done that, we, we can't forget. Then you've got the people who were in the camps saying never again. But then you've got the people in our generation and younger saying, I had nothing to do with that. Why should I constantly be responsible for the things that my grandparents and my great-grandparents did? So, I mean, it's a, it's a really difficult question to answer because what is the right answer? On the one hand, there is this constant guilt that the German people will always have because any time that they don't accept refugees, for example, they're reminded of, well, remember remember what happened between 1933 and 1945? Do you want to relive that? But then on the other hand, it's like we're not an endless pool of money. We're not an endless pool of resources. We can't help everybody at all times. And so why should we constantly have to carry the guilt of things that our um, ancestors did? So I don't know. Um, one way that they did respond to it is uh, there is the restitution money that they're paying to the Holocaust survivors. And um, I believe to their family members, don't quote me on that. You can look it up, and if that's accurate, keep it in there. Um, but I believe anyone who is related to um, the Holocaust, they were they get a certain amount of money from the from the German government. Um, but I mean, a little bit of money, how far does that go? Mm-hmm. How can you give back someone? their um their peace of mind Mm. when they were falsely imprisoned i mean just for simply believing in the same god that you do just they don't believe in jesus like i mean they're jewish people are our brothers and sisters in the same god Mm. the thing that us is where jesus begins and everything after that right Oh, don't get me emotional over here. I'm like, dang, you're right. When you said, how can you give somebody back their peace of mind? I was like, you're right. You can't. Um, so as an American, did you feel that you were well-received or were, because, you know, Europeans have this reputation of like, oh gosh, here come the Americans, you know, did you feel like that was true in your case or not really? Uh, I went there in a very interesting time. Um, and after, afterwards, it, it got a little bit better. But when um, 
The Germans are surprisingly very interested in our politics, especially our presidential elections. But keep in mind that presidential elections really set the tone for the rest of the world. We are the world power. Um, as much as I don't want it to be, because I'm tired of carrying that burden around everywhere I go, they're like, Trump, really? And I'm like, I didn't vote for him. I'm Canadian. Um, so I went there during the, uh, oh God, who was he up against? I, it was the McCain-Obama um, election. And people didn't even ask really, who are you voting for? It was more, you're voting for Obama. Hmm. It was making very clear, this is what you're doing, not asking, what do you wish to do? Um, hmm. I don't know. Look that back, is very interesting. Looking back, I don't really get it because I think McCain, McCain would have been fine. Sarah Palin is where McCain went wrong. That's just my <laughs> so it's I think interesting. Was, I was just gonna say it's not, very interesting not, that they were so invested and they had such strong feelings. I can't even tell you who they're. Do they have a prime minister? Do they have a president? I don't know. Evie probably yeah. knows. They've got a counselor. Okay. See, I don't know what be going on. I know what yeah. happens in, wait, do I know the Canadian prime minister? No, and I only know the British royal family and the queen. So yeah, I'm trash. I'll do better, AJ. I'll do better. Do you know Justin Trudeau? Oh, I do. Oh, yes, because yeah. he was trending on Twitter because of the whole truck thing. They said that he was going <laughs> to. There you go. Uh, shut down all our bank accounts. You know, <laughs> that's horrible. I'll do better uh, podcasts. Uh, but Evie, take it away. <laughs> No, so I, I have a question for you, AJ. One, I want to say thank you because just it's so much like, and I'm naturally, I don't say naturally, I like to be an avid learner. And now you have me wanting to run down this rabbit hole, not only of learning the perspectives of like Obama and McCain and how that interested citizens of Germany, but when you talked about the loners, and I might dive into that later on when I expound, but the loners of playing in that, the Turkish cuisine that they have, like those are connections that I would have never um, made. But I do have a question for you uh, in regards to traveling. Now you've went to Germany, you're there for five and a half years. If there was another place and not saying to disregard your travels to Germany. That's definitely not what I'm trying to do because you went there, you learned a new language um, and you learned the culture. And I'm pretty sure you have relationships with people there, which is crazy to do that all in a five and a half year span. But if you could pick another place to travel to, to maybe study abroad or say, that's a place I would love to get to know, where would that place be and why? Um, that's a great question. Probably, uh, either Argentina or Chile because not only because it's a different continent um, but it's beautiful or at least the pictures I've seen I've never been there pictures I've seen of them are very beautiful there's their culture is like this mix of 
the the Latino culture with the um, European culture. So like you get the best of both worlds. Um, but then you also learn Spanish. And I really wish that I had learned Spanish. Like I, I'm so proud of myself that I learned German, but why? <laughs> when I go to apply to jobs, people are just like, okay. <laughs> um, but you know, I would have, I would have loved learning it in Spain. But the difference is, of course, the uh, is it Castellano? Is I don't know. There's a word for the the type of Spanish spoken mm. in Spain. Um, it's it's just different and. When you're a non-native speaker, sometimes it's hard to not only understand other accents, but to be able to speak with people who don't speak the same accent that you are familiar with. And if I'm going to be communicating mostly with people from um, Latin America, then I'd want to be able to speak a dialect or with an accent from Latin America. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Man, I'm like, what am I doing as a human being? Like AJ's out here living, learning, speaking other languages. I got to do better. Uh, listen, this is so so intriguing you are i mean i'm just like there's so many things so i'd be having extra questions that's okay keep oh on coming oh my gosh i just i'm just like wow this i just probably not the greatest me, so and i hate that show so. <laughs> i mean this is it's just so exciting to me like i, I mean i i love the, like when you do these have conversations with people who have other experiences it really just expands your own mind and it makes you think of things that you never considered and makes you want to grow as an individual yourself so thank you for bringing your different perspectives uh to this conversation and 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 experiences so that's one of the reasons why we had you on here but uh, one of my first questions i'll just ask is um I feel like I'm, I just am like, I'm so like, okay, I gotta, I gotta focus my mind. Cause I'm like, I want to jump all over the place. Are you nervous? I'm not nervous. I just like want to go all over the place. So I got to order my mind. Here we go. Uh, what's one of the greatest lessons you learned living abroad and would you recommend living abroad? Okay. So I'll start with the second question first. Okay. Yeah. I would thousand percent recommend living abroad. I mean, if for no other reason than going back to your first question, it opens your mind. You have these preconceived notions, we all do. There's a song in, um, in a musical called Avenue Q, which have you ever seen Avenue Q mm -mm. before? Well, there's a song in there called Everyone's a Little Bit Racist Sometimes. Um, but it's all about how we have these like preconceived notions about people. 
And even though we walk around saying, I'm not racist, well, you're not in this scenario, but maybe you are in this one. Mm. Um, and it's not just like, and it can be, um, you know, American on German. So it, it doesn't have to be just like race as in the, the skin color, but it could also be the um, xenophobic, let's say. Mm. Um, and so it really opens up your mind to what are the people actually like? Because I'll tell you, the, the people who oftentimes get forced to live in other countries or come here because they feel like it's the last resort, they come here because it's a last resort. And I'm trying to pick my words here. We have to have compassion. And a lot of times people don't have that compassion for the people who come here. I hear it all the time, be it from the media, from family, from just people on the streets. Um, you know, why do they, I'm just using the broad mm-hmm. they here. Why do they, they take our jobs? Why do they not speak English and so on? It's like, well, first off, that's not exactly how the process works. So no one's just coming here stealing your job, you know, and stealing your money. And secondly, people are coming here because they want a better life. Is that not what the American dream is all about? Did we not all come here at one point? I mean, I'm talking maybe not to black people. Y'all didn't, y'all didn't all come here by choice. But, um, but you know, I'm talking here about a lot of the generations here came because they wanted a better life. And why are we trying to now suppress that? Mm-hmm. And that's what I did when I went to Germany. I did the same thing. I went there not because I didn't have a choice. I did have a choice. I went there very much of my own volition, um, knowing what I was getting into, knowing that I could go back at any time. But I wanted an opportunity to experience what it was like in another country. And I was very lucky that I was shown some compassion. But I will say, had I not been from a, um, from America, or let's say from a first world country, had I not spoken English or German or both, and had I not come with my own money or been immediately gotten a job because it was set up through the university, not because I went out and started mm-hmm. looking for it, I don't know that I would have been so well received. Mm. Mm. And it, and I think that's a world problem. I don't think that's a, an America problem or a German problem. And I don't know where I'm going with this. Where am I going with this? What was the question? You answered the know. second half of her question. <laughs> Go ahead. Sure. But you're going somewhere good with it. Let the people, I, I, I wholeheartedly 
agree with the sentiment like if someone's in a desperate situation, then a desperate situation, they're going to be a little bit desperate, but there, that's where you come in with the compassion and the, the care and, and the open, like, I think people operate out of a mindset of limited resources as if that's what we're, we have. And the, like you said, we, we prided ourselves on this American dream, but we want to, you know, limit it. But so I get it. And I'm feeling it. But so the question was really like, what did you learn abroad? Like, what was some of the lessons you learned abroad? And and would you recommend it? Oh, self-sufficiency was one of them. Oh, my gosh. You know, I could call my mom if I had questions, but what was she going to do about it? Um, you know, uh, I had to be very rigid with my timetable knowing that I was the, the keeper of my own agenda, the person who woke myself up in the morning, um, got me to my classes or to work on time. I didn't have anyone else there on whom I could depend. You know, at least in the beginning, I got to know people as I was there for longer periods of time. But by that point, I had already built up these resiliencies mm. that I need them and that's that's a great thing and I think a lot of um a lot of people get that naturally I did not have that naturally it had to be forced on me to not need people but to want them Aww. yeah mm. I love that AJ Sorry. you I, sorry, I, here's, I have my little follow-up question. Sorry. Yeah, you are sorry because you know how I am. <laughs> I know, I know, but he's, it's so good. I Listen, just, AJ like... is always available. You can text him. Well, I don't know. I didn't ask him if you can <laughs> So you can't I'm, really tell him he's no, available. I, just, I know, I took it back. I took it back, Evie. Sharika, ask I, your question. I'm just messing. Go ahead. I just want ahead. to know, have you been back to Germany since you've left? I, that's what yeah. Oh, you have been gone back to, to visit since you moved back? Yes. Um, I like going other places. Mm -hmm. So I've only been back twice. Okay. The only. So I came back December 2013. Of course, the past two years, we've not gone anywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, but... In 2019, we spent two weeks traveling around East, East Germany. And then in 2016, I went back to visit some friends. And one day we're going to go with, uh, when I say we, Doug and I are going to go with AJ and Dr. Chris, and we're going to experience Germany with AJ. So I cannot wait for that That's day. It's cool. going to be awesome. Yeah. Can't wait. We'll have, I think, the one German speaker between the three of us. I was about to be like, can the kickback come to Germany? Listen, huh? I was about oh. to be like, can the kickback come to Germany? 
No, AJ, I said three because it'll be myself, Doug, and Dr. Chris who don't, but you're, you're right. It's between the four of us. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me. And Trick and EB, you know, you're always welcome. You know, we're are just we? Gonna be I can't call AJ. So are we always? Welcome? <laughs> I, I guess reneged on saying that he's always available because I don't know. Is I don't know. I, don't I know. know. I know. And he's like, hey, you giving this man's number away? Didn't even ask me. I didn't. <laughs> Uh, but AJ, we really enjoyed you, and as you can tell from Sharika's interaction and EB's, like AJ is a person that we can talk to for hours. So we're gonna have to have you back in a couple of months or a year to talk again and be a special guest and share with us. I know I've learned new things about Germany, and like EB, I'm curious to dive more into those things. And Sharika, it sounds like you're up for living abroad at some point in your life. That's the excitement I see in your eyes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I I personally am like I don't even know. I'm not the person. I need to get out of my comfort zone. Maybe that's like he said, you got to push yourself out there and mm -hmm. who knows what will grow from that. So that probably is probably uh, what I would need. Listen, all I need is, is a free surgery because that thyroid surgery, it cost me a, 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 a couple of, uh, a couple of stacks and the free right. education. Like I love when AJ shared, like, this is something that we as an American people, if we want it to happen, we have to want it and do the work for it because it's working in other places. And they're like, oh, we're going to turn into this or it'll be so bad. But obviously, Germany's doing fine. So just it's take a look around the world over here. It's the greed <laughs> for us. <laughs> uh, but this goes into uh, my quote for today. And in honor of AJ, you know, I got I told you guys I'll be picking from these cards every week in honor of AJ I picked a German per a person and this is a Countess Marie and AJ please forgive me if I butcher the <laughs> the way I say this Marie von Edner Eschenbach it's <laughs> like I don't know <laughs> but I tried my best she was an Austrian writer writer noted for her psychological novels but she is also regarded as one of the most important German language writers of the later part of the 19th century. So this is for you, AJ, but the quote is for Sharika and all of us. Nothing is so irretrievably missed as a daily opportunity. Nothing is so irretrievably missed as a daily opportunity. So I'm, I think I'm probably speaking more to our young adult listeners, but really anybody, if you get mm -hmm. the opportunity in your life to travel, even if it's for a week, if it's for longer, take it. Like one of my biggest regrets is that I was so laser focused on one path that I didn't look at the other opportunities all around me and I never studied abroad. If you have the opportunity, do it. If you can live abroad, do it. It's just going to make you a better person. EB, what are you expounding on today? So I'm expounding on just a few different things, and it's a myriad of things, and hopefully it all connects from our conversation today. Some of it is what AJ talked about, um, just that ability to, if you're willing to learn a new language, if you're one of those people who you hop on stuff like Duolingo or ba Babel or Rosetta Stones, those things are not bad in and of themselves, but those 10, 15, 20 minutes a day is just not enough. It might be time for you to explore your opportunities or experience new things and immerse yourself in a new culture. Like just think about the amount of people, maybe not everybody, because some of y'all you think about your, your crowds or your circles and it's people who look exactly like you and they are from the same place you're from. But those of you who have traveled or you work in certain spaces, think about the people who you work with. 
are all of those people born and raised in that city, that town, or for those of you in the virtual world, are they still in the same town that they grew up in worked in? Probably not, because we are a melting pot as a country. So maybe it's probably you to go be a melting pot somewhere else. Me hearing about public transportation um, in Germany and how that was key and essential and on point. I'm here, especially our listeners who want to think about moving to the Bay Area. Tampa is horrible in public transportation. This is a terrible place to think about moving to. You don't want to get on the bus. It ain't no, it ain't nothing here for you as far as public transportation. So basically what I'm saying is stop moving here. There's other places with great public transportation where you can go. So Tampa is not the place for you or anybody else. If you got a friend a don't cousin, come somebody else. Yeah, and he said, don't come to, you said Charlotte? Yeah, see, don't go to Charlotte either. Florida and North Carolina, our governors are wild. It's all like, now North Carolina, actually governor is not wild. I actually watch or pay attention to some of his stuff only because I have friends who stay in North Carolina. Now our governor is wild. And that's something else I'm expounding on. Our governor is taking up a fight. Who do you think he's taking up a fight with now? Oh, is it still Mickey Mouse? <laughs> it's Mickey Mouse in Disney. He wants them to pay tens of millions of dollars in taxes that they keep getting cuts on and over and over and over again. And as we talk about traveling abroad and people seeing new things, if he does that, I wonder what is that going to do to Disney World? I know one thing it might naturally do is hike up their already high prices to go into a theme park, like even for Florida residents. And we talked about it on this podcast. Stop calling your Florida friends and asking us for our IDs and information for your Florida resident discount, because it ain't really that much of a discount. But as AJ said, and this one I'm closing with, when we think about a better world, when we think about a better future, when we think about being a better citizen with the time that we're allotted here on earth, we all have to want it and we all have to work towards it. So my question for you is not you on the pod, but you guys who are listening, what are you doing to make the spaces that you're in better for the people around you? That is what I have. And that's what I'm expounding on. So which I recommend to the people. Before we recommend something, I just wanted to ask AJ, is there anything else you wanted to leave us with that we didn't ask you that you have any questions, anything you wanted to say before we close out the podcast? And that could be nothing at all, or that could be go to Germany. It's great. Um, go, go, especially while you're young. Ooh. because it your life's going to be cheapest now your life's going to have the less pro, the least amount of problems now you're going to be the freest you're ever going to be now do not wait and decide to go when you're married especially married with children you got a house you got a dog all that stuff if you're a college student even if it's for a summer, go. And I will tell you, it may seem expensive up front, but I actually saved money by going abroad because my cost of living in Germany was significantly lower than my cost of living in the United States. So keep that in mind. Well, thank you for the, those closing thoughts. And I will kick us off um, with my recommend. Um, I wanna recommend that you guys check out uh, this book. Now, I will say it is, I will say it is, I haven't read it yet, so check it out with caution, but <laughs> but I have been 
I, I happened to listen to an interview today with the authors of the book and it was so interesting to me. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm actually interested in checking out this book and it's called Real Life, uh, Real Love. And so I want you to check it out, Real Life, Real Love. And it's by DJ Envy. If you listen to The Breakfast Club, him and his wife write a book. EB shaking his head. I'm just interested in perspective. And I used to listen to their podcast. So I'm interested in the book. She, His wife was on there today and she shared a lot about their story, but it's just interesting to me. One of the things that they talked about uh, was just how they felt, how she felt God intervened in their relationship to bring them together after a really bad situation. And that was interesting to me in a lot of ways. So how about this? Start with the interview and then maybe check out the book if you if you're if you um are so inclined. It's on YouTube, The Breakfast Club with Gia Casey. So that's my first recommendation. Then if you like the interview, I would recommend the book because it seemed very interesting to me. Awesome. In that same vein, I'm recommending something that has to do with life, love, and relationships. You guys, this show is so juicy. It's called The Ultimatum. It's on Netflix. And basically what happens is there's a couple and one person in the couple is like, hey, we've been dating for two years or so. I, I want to get married. And the other person is not ready because either they don't want to have kids and the original person does or Whatever the reasons are, they're going almost in two different directions. They're at a crossroads, and so they want to issue an ultimatum. They sign up to go on this show. The twist is, of the six couples there, everybody kind of swaps partners. They have a week where they kind of get to know everybody, and so for, for three weeks, they live with someone else as if they're married. And then for the next three weeks, they go back to their original partner and they see, hey, is the ultimatum that I do wanna explore and be with someone else? Or did being with this other person really make me wanna be with you? And when they're with the other person, they can choose to sleep in the same bed with them or not, like it's totally up to them. But I am just loving seeing the couples talk through their challenges because a lot of times when you're in something, you don't see yourself mm -hmm. and me seeing things from the outside and AJ is a really good friend and Shriek is too but AJ will tell me about myself like Sabrina when it comes to the house uh like renovating just stop by your head like don't Doug's nerves and I can hear him and I stopped when I was ahead Doug had compromised enough but like for me watching this show I'm growing because I'm like whoa mm -hmm. what if Doug had ever gave me an ultimatum and would I be like this person like this one couple on there I can see what the guy is saying like his his girlfriend's so immature, like she won't listen. And she's just, Duh! she just talks. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is that me in a conflict? Am I the one that's just talking, talking and not listening? And um, this show is making me like want to be quiet and learn because I'm like, I don't want the ultimatum. So it's so good. Granted, I will say that these aren't like mature couples in the fact they're not like in their 30s or anything like that. They're in their young 20s. And I think when you're young, a lot of it is you're still learning yourself. So it can be hard to give yourself to someone else in the way that half of the couples are wanting. But y'all, this show is so good. If you're cleaning up and you need something on the background, it's only nine episodes. And then the 10th one's a reunion. Watch the ultimatum. All right, AJ, what are you recommending, if anything, for the people today? I'm recommending travel far and wide. Go to your next town over, go to your next country, wherever it is. But when you travel, keep an open mind because remember, you are a guest 
in their country, not the other way around. They have their customs and it is not weird for them. It is not strange. It is not different. It is normal. And it is not your place to make fun of it. It is your place to enjoy it and to learn from it. And that's something that I think where a lot of people travel and they fail is that they try to force their culture on the culture that they're currently living in. It's like, no, no, you chose to live there. Now you acclimate. Um, And that's what really helped me fit in and really allowed me to have such an amazing time was having that open-mindedness, being open and receptive and understanding that this is this is Germany, not the United States. This is their culture, their way of doing things. And my way of doing it has to go out the window. And you may actually be surprised that other cultures may have a better way of doing it. So that's all I'm going to say. And my last bit of recommendation, this is just from personal experience is if you like the way something tastes, don't ask what's in it. <laughs> just roll with it. Just enjoy. <laughs> yes, just enjoy. Just smile and nod. This Best. is delicious. All right. I am recommending a book, and my book is called Less. Less is an unforgettable comic novel where we meet author Les, basically the main character in it, an aging writer embarking on a madcap global adventure in an effort to outrun heartbreak. Les travels take him everywhere from Berlin to Paris, a ski shala in, in Morocco to a Christian writing retreat in Southern India. All of it sparkling satire of, you guessed it, Americans abroad, as well as a bittersweet travelogue of the heart's vagaries. Greer masterfully blends, that's the author, absurdity, heartache, and pure unfettered laugh out loud joy, proving definitely that yes, literary novels can have happy endings. So those of you who don't got Netflix or those of you who like, I hear you AJ and I hear what y'all saying, but I'm broke and I can't travel. You can copy a cheap book and you can read about somebody else travels. But I would, I would say add those same sentiments like, Trust me, especially those of you, I'm just thinking of some of the people who listen, like the things that you really love and enjoy from the Starbucks to the, what's the other stuff? Uh, Starbucks to Chick-fil-A's to the Eaton Out, Uber Eats, DoorDash, buying new shoes, getting a new outfit. Those of you who go to the club, popping, like, think about that. Like we know people, and I'll say we, um, some of us do, know people who go to the club, spend two, $300 on one bottle for a bottle they can go down the road and get for 15 to $20 at the store and use it for pregame. Like all of those that you do on the daily, like that can be a flight. Trust me, I know Sharika is always telling you that I can help you with finding an itinerary or traveling for the low. Like y'all can even hit me up and I'll do it for free for now. Cause you know, sometimes stuff are free, but I will help you build an itinerary to the town next door, the state next door, the country, the city, the place that you're like, there's no way I can afford that. Now, if you're trying to do like the Bora Bora or the French Polynesia, I can't help you with that. But if you're trying to do like Vegas, New Orleans, New York, DC, 
Seattle, even LA, I can help you with all of those. The Caribbean is not expensive, especially if you stay in the Southeast. You might just have to make a nice little road trip to Fort Lauderdale or Miami and fly from there. Sometimes people don't think that. They just think, oh, I should fly from here. If you got a good car or you want to get a cheap rental, I know a connect. I know a code. I can help you out with that as well because I will definitely pass this code. I don't care nothing about it. Just tell the people you didn't get it from me. Um, but as always, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you got some new stuff um, or you gained some new information. If life tries to knock you down, get on a flight and fly away. Nah, I'm just playing. Make sure you kick back. Until next time.